Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. Episode 6, A Guide to Interest-Owning Mortgages. Property investors love an interest-only loan. They love it. In fact, the Reserve Bank says a whopping 42% of investors use them for their investment properties. But while cheaper in the short term, interest-only loans are actually much more expensive over their lifetime. Ironically, this is because borrowers who take out an interest-only loan end up paying more interest over time. With that in mind, are these loans even worth the trouble? In this article, you'll learn why seasoned property investors find interest-only loans so gosh darn appealing. You'll also be able to use our interest-only mortgage calculator to see how one could work for you. Let's dive in. First up, what is an interest-only mortgage? Well, it does kind of say it on the tin. But formally, an interest-only mortgage is a temporary loan structure whereby the borrower only pays back the interest on the loan and doesn't pay back any of the principal mortgage. Interest-only loans are popular with, and primarily used by, property investors. This is because it temporarily decreases the size of mortgage repayments, which saves on costs, and increases immediate cash flow. Having said that, over their lifetime, interest-only loans are more expensive than a standard table mortgage, which is a principal and interest loan, or a P&I loan, as you'll hear me say a lot in this recording, because principal and interest is really long to say. This is because every payment you make on a principal loan decreases the amount you have left, which in turn means less interest. Now, this obviously isn't going to be the case for an interest-only loan, because you're only paying back the interest. But that doesn't mean that interest-only loans don't have their place. Here at Opus Partners, we do generally recommend that investors use interest-only loans for as long as possible, and in some cases that's up to 20 years and beyond. In the big wide world of mortgages, there are two types. Number one, principal and interest. Number two, the interest-only loan. A principal and interest loan is most common with owner-occupiers, or basically that means people who aren't property investors. Repayments on a principal and interest loan are both on the interest, that's the cost of borrowing the money from the bank, and a portion of the actual money that you loaned from the bank. These mortgages are typically set to a 30-year term, but the interest rates will fluctuate depending what term you fix your interest rate to. And as I said earlier, interest-only loans are a temporary loan structure where the borrower only pays the interest on the loan and doesn't pay back any of the principal mortgage. Now, as ironic as that may sound, investors who take out interest-only loans do end up paying more interest over time. Because when you're only paying the interest, the size of your loan never decreases. So the total amount of interest you pay just goes in a straight line. But with a P&I loan, you are continuously paying down the debt, which means that you pay less interest as the size of your loan starts to decrease. So with principal and interest mortgages, yes, your repayments are larger, but the interest you pay is lower as your debt goes down. So who can get an interest-only loan? Generally speaking, only property investors will get approved for interest-only loans. 42% of new lending to investors was interest-only in the year up to April 2022. That compares to just 21% for owner-occupiers and first-home buyers. This is according to the Reserve Bank. Why is this? Well, a bank has to have a reason for approving an application for an interest-only loan. Now, often this really can be as simple as just straight up saying, look, it's much more tax-efficient for me to use an interest-only loan rather than going for principal and interest. And if you need to, an accountant can provide you with a letter that basically says that. You can give that to your bank if necessary. However, as we all know, the banks are getting much stricter with approving lending, and interest-only loans are no exception. So if you do get turned away for an interest-only loan, don't worry. You're not alone, and it's not the end of the world either. Sure, while it's great for investors to have that extra cash flow, if it isn't approved, you're still paying down debt, which improves your financial position, and obviously that's the ultimate goal anyway. 
Anecdotally, the types of investors who are less likely to have their interest-only lending approved are going to be older investors, especially if they're nearing retirement. Having said that, it's still a popular choice amongst investors. Here at Opaz, most of our investors are on interest-only loans, and I'd say most of the staff too. In our experience, if you ask for it in the right way, it is likely you will get approved. Okay, so yes, interest-only loans cost more in interest. Why use one then? Well, the thing is, just because they're more expensive, that doesn't mean they aren't a good financial option for investors, especially if you already have a principal and interest mortgage hanging heavily over your own home. The reason for this is cash flow on the investment property. If you buy an investment property and borrow all of the money from the bank, it's very unlikely that the rent from your tenant is going to cover all of your expenses. In fact, even on an interest-only loan, it's likely the property will be negatively geared, at least in the first few years anyway. So if you then start making principal repayments at the same time, the cash flow situation just gets worse. Similarly, if you have a mortgage on your own house, it's generally better to pay this down first rather than paying that debt back and the debt from your investment property all at the same time. In this case, the borrower, so you, the investor, will take this money that they would have otherwise used to pay down their investment mortgage. They'll then use that money to pay down their own personal debt more aggressively. There are three main reasons for this. Number one, it helps you to protect your main home because if the worst comes to worst, you can always sell your investment property to pay back your mortgage if finances get sticky, but you'd be less likely to sell your main home. Number two, it can help you grow your portfolio more quickly. Most investors borrow against their main home to fund the deposit for an investment property, but this isn't available for many investment properties simply because they're so highly leveraged. So paying down personal debt frees up usable equity, whereas paying investment debt may not. And finally, number three, it can help you save on tax. If the interest on your investment mortgage is still tax deductible, and if it's a new bill that's more likely, then your investment debt has a tax benefit, whereas your owner-occupier mortgage doesn't. That creates an incentive to pay back personal debt first. Again, the aim of the game is to pay down your debt on your owner-occupier. So if you have one, make that your focus. So the next question, can I borrow more if I go on interest only? This is a common trap that investors fall into because they initially think that okay, your costs are lower, so they'll be able to borrow more. And that does kind of technically make sense. But this is not the case. An investor can often borrow slightly less than they could if taking out a standard P&I loan. Why is this? Okay, so when you apply for an interest-only mortgage, you're generally approved for a 30-year principal and interest loan, as per the standard, but there is a five-year interest-only period tacked onto the front of it. So this means at the end of that five-year period, your loan will move to principal and interest by default. So really, the phrase interest-only mortgage is a bit of a misnomer because it's not an interest-only mortgage at all. It's just an interest-only period of your actual principal and interest mortgage. So if you apply for a standard P&I mortgage, the bank will test whether you can pay back the loan over 30 years. But if you apply to go interest-only, you will have five years interest-only repayments and then 25 years of principal and interest. So what the bank is actually going to be asking is, will this lender be able to pay back the rest of their loan in 25 years if I grant them an interest-only loan for the first five years? To give an example, let's say the bank is testing at 6.7%. A $650,000 loan on principal and interest will require you to prove you can afford repayments of $4,200 a month. But the same loan on interest-only will be higher because it's now judged whether you can afford the same loan over 25 years, which raises the repayments to $4,470 a month. This means you'll need to prove to the bank that you have the income to afford this rise in repayments. 
Right, that's it. So how long can you get an interest-only loan for? With most of the major banks, you can only get an interest-only period approved for five years at a time. But at the end of that period, you can apply to extend it. But it can get a bit sticky. Let's explain how it works in the bank's eyes. Two things can happen at the end of your initial five-year interest-only period. You either A, revert to paying principal and interest on your loan, which is a default option, or B, you can extend your interest-only period for another period of up to five years. Using this strategy, you could theoretically keep extending the interest-only period, but this gets difficult as you keep doing this because the bank will test your income to see if you can afford to pay the rest of the loan off by the time the interest-only period has finished. Let's say you get to the end of your first five-year interest-only period and then you apply for another. The first time you applied, you had a 30-year loan with a five-year interest-only period, so you were tested on 25 years. The next time you go back, you'll have a 25-year loan, so when you apply for another five-year interest-only period, the bank will now see if you can afford the repayments on a 20-year mortgage, which ramps the tested repayments up to $4,923 a month. Do the same thing five years later, and you'll be tested over 15 years. You see where I'm going, right? The thing is, it just starts to get really tough from an income perspective, so your interest-only extension might not get approved. But that doesn't mean you have to give up. There are other strategies you can use. One option is, you can apply to extend the mortgage term. So what that means is instead of just applying for your interest-only period, you also apply to get your loan extended as well. Pretty much this is as simple as just asking the bank, hey look, can I extend the mortgage back out to 30 years so my five-year period is tested on a 30-year loan? That means you're now tested on your ability to pay back the loan over 25 years and your repayments don't increase. At this point, it can be helpful to note that you can also move between banks. So if one bank won't approve your interest-only extension, maybe another one will. Here at Opus, we've seen some investors keep their interest-only loans going for 5, 10, 15 years. Another question you could ask is, okay, so what about non-bank lenders? If you're struggling to get an interest-only loan from the main bank, some non-bank lenders have specific interest-only products for investors. For example, Resimac offers a 20-year interest-only product. That means an investor can have the certainty that they have their mortgage structure locked in for the long term. But again, there are some specific criteria you have to meet to qualify for this. For instance, the interest-only mortgage has a maximum of 50% LVR, loan-to-value ratio. This means if your house is worth $800,000, the maximum amount they'll lend under a 20-year interest-only period is $400,000. But in this case, if your mortgage was $600,000, for example, you might want to put $400,000 on the long-term interest-only period and the other $200,000 on principal and interest. That's something to talk to your mortgage advisor about to see if it's a good fit for you. So, how much lower will my repayments be on an interest-only mortgage? The amount you can temporarily save using an interest-only mortgage really depends on the interest rate. Let's go through an example. Let's say you take out a $500,000 loan. Now let's say the interest rate on this loan is set to 4% over a 30-year term. Yeah, I know. We're dreaming, right? Given interest rate these days. But let's live simply for our next example, just for fun. If this was a standard principal and interest mortgage, then the weekly repayment would be $550. However, if the loan was initially put on an interest-only mortgage, the weekly repayment would be $384, which is a savings of $143 a week. So, if we look at this in terms of the five-year lifespan of an interest-only period, the saving equates to $43,129. This is a sum that would otherwise have been spent paying off your P&I mortgage. It's a huge amount. However, the overall cost of an interest-only mortgage is still higher than a principal and interest loan because you will face more interest costs. So let's use that same example and compare scenarios 
of total interest costs. I'm going to round these numbers so my head doesn't explode recording this, but the article has the full figure amounts. Scenario one, you take out a $500,000 loan and you pay it down over 30 years at 4% interest. This incurs $358,000 in interest costs. Scenario two, you take a five-year interest-only mortgage, which turns into a 25-year principal and interest mortgage, which you then pay off over time. This incurs $391,000 in interest costs, which is just over $32,000 more than the standard 30-year principal and interest loan. Scenario three, you take a 10-year interest-only mortgage, which turns into a 20-year principal and interest mortgage. This incurs $426,000 in interest costs. That's nearly $68,000 more than a 30-year principal and interest loan. As you can see, any scenario of taking out an interest-only loan results in much higher interest costs. In these examples, it's actually a substantial amount, just over 32k and nearly 68,000 more for a five and 10-year period respectively. So while you're making a large saving in the short term, yes, an investor will have to consider this in terms of the overall balance of things. So what does a mortgage broker think about all this? Lucky you, we asked one. Ella Dromgall, our mortgage broker from Catalyst Financial, is in favour of interest-only loans, especially if the investor has their own mortgage as well. Alice says the aim of the game is to pay down debt on your own occupier. So if you have one, make that your focus. Investors utilise interest-only loans to increase cash flow, which can be spent to invest elsewhere. But while you aren't immediately paying down debt, the investor is relying on the premise that the property is going to increase in capital gains. Historically, this has always been true over the long term. Okay, so after all that, what is the right choice for me? Generally speaking, a switch to a principal and interest loan can be the right decision for older Kiwi investors, especially for those who have already paid off personal mortgages on their home loans. This way you can start paying down your debt as soon as you approach your retirement goals. However, if you are an early to mid-career investor and you have a sizable mortgage on your own property, it could be a great idea to go for an interest-only loan on your investment properties. Generally, this is what we see here at OPEZ which is investors paying down interest only on their investments while paying down their personal mortgage first. But interest only loans aren't going to be the right fit for everyone. But if you think it might be an option you want to consider, have a chat with your mortgage broker. In the article you are listening to, we have our very own interest only mortgage calculator, which is a fun little tool to work out what your repayments will be on your interest only loan, which you can play around with using different figures and interest rates. Go and check it out.